The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, joining us on the line this morning is the ESCOM spokesperson, uh, Sikonati Manjanja. Mr. Manjanja, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Morning, Kathy. Thank you for the invitation. So let's talk firstly about what is happening in terms of keeping the lights on and this warning from ESCOM that we are simply going to make have to make peace with the fact that we'll have load shedding for this year's winter. Kathy, this is what ESCOM has been saying for, for close on two years now that the, the risk of load shedding remains elevated while uh, the maintenance, uh, reliability maintenance is underway. And we have said that towards the later part of the year, things may start improving. Now, this being winter, where demand is uh, traditionally high, particularly during the evening peak, we, we, we do uh, warn the people to expect the, the, the uh, load shedding uh, throughout this period. Why does it seem, Sikonati, that nothing is, is changing? As, as, in as far as your statistics show, are we experiencing more load shedding now than we have perhaps in the last couple of years? Kathy, during the financial year ended uh, March 2021, uh, which is this year, ESCOM experienced load shedding for 47 days. During the financial year ended March 2020, ESCOM experienced load shedding for 46 days. So we, 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 we have stayed, if you look at the, at, the, at the naked statistics, we have stayed largely the same. And, and we, uh, as we have said, we, we are keeping the lights on uh, by, by doing the maintenance and, and doing everything possible to reduce the occurrence of load shedding. And that naturally requires maintenance to be conducted. And, and, and mm. we have said the results of that will start really showing up uh, in the later part of this year. So, so the reality is that even based on your own figures, the, 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 the experience of ordinary South Africans where power is concerned, it hasn't changed. The, the reality is, yes, we, we, we continue to have load shedding and it is uh, not uh, anything any South African uh, wants to have. Uh, we... we, we, we ESCOM has communicated a plan to get through this, and uh, th- that starts with the reliability maintenance to bring back most of its infrastructure to, ge- to, to, a, to a stage where it can be reliably uh, uh, generating electricity. And we, we have, of course, uh, we are grateful to the government for the support that it has now uh, given by acquiring or procuring uh, about 2,600 megawatts of power which, of course, will not be available soon enough to, to take load shedding off our, our calendar uh, on, uh, at this point. So, so this, this 47 days of load shedding that you've calculated, does that include the load reduction, as ESCOM calls it, that is also being implemented, particularly in the country's townships? No, it does not. Uh, the, 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 there are two reasons. We, we have given a reason for load shedding is ESCOM does not have enough capacity to supply electricity to all of South Africa. Load reduction is an intervention to deal with the matter of illegal connections uh, in, in those particular areas that have the effect of damaging infrastructure, which cost ESCOM over 2 billion rand in Gauteng alone in March 2020. So load reduction is not a, is, is not caused not caused by ESCOM's inability to supply. 
it is caused by illegal connections and the explosions that do occur in those areas when the network... Of, of course, the difficulty is that load reduction for a citizen who is a paying customer of ESCOM, they will not see it as load reduction. For them, it is load shedding because they don't have access to the electricity that they've paid for. You are absolutely correct. Uh, for, for the end user, for the person uh, waiting for electricity, the effect is the same, whether you call it load, load reduction or load shedding. ESCOM is using this term to distinguish the reasons you do not have electricity. And we communicate uh, those as regularly as we possibly can to the, to the areas affected. It's just after 9.30. I'm going to ask uh, Sikunate to please stay on the line. And Musa standing by with your 9.30 news headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. You're live on the Talking Point. We're in conversation with ESCOM's Siko Sikonati Manjanja, and we're talking about um, the load shedding, but also uh, the wage uh, increases or lack thereof that are uh, the, the wage negotiations that are taking place at ESCOM right now. So, Sikonati, let's talk then about the latest wage negotiations. What is the offer that has been put on the table by ESCOM? ESCOM has put a, a, an, a wage increase offer of 1.5% uh, before uh, the workers at the bargaining forum, and, and that is conditional on the, on the uh, organized labor, accepting some changes to the current conditions of service, which have benefits that would need to be, uh, to, to be reduced in the effect. So, so, so effectively, you're taking money from elsewhere and then saying we'll give you an increase of 1.5. So, holistically, it's not really an increase. What ESCOM is doing, it has identified a bit because of the, the problems we know only too well uh, where ESCOM has been uh, relying on public support uh, for, for uh, cash bailouts in order to remain afloat and meet its obligations. It has decided. It has uh, reviewed the the, the, the the wage benefit structure and and identified areas where uh, some uh, some fat could be cut off, where you could uh, reduce some benefits to bring them perhaps closer to line with the with the rest of the country and 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 industry and 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 thereby release money to uh, to to give the basic wage. To, to the workers. So, so again, the point is that th- this is not really an increase because you're taking money elsewhere um, fr- from workers to then say it will go into your salary, but you won't have you forfeit a certain benefit in order to to still keep it. You, you will not forfeit the benefit. You will reduce uh, the, the benefit. Let me give you an example, Kathy. At this point, ESCOM pays. Uh, for the full maternity benefit of five months, it pays the full salary, and for the sixth month, it pays you 30% of your of your basic pay. As, uh, the, the the workers, of course, still want uh, to increase that to a full six months. ESCOM is making proposals that this can be reduced to bring it to to uh, to, to the norm with the rest of the country and industry. Uh, the, the the norm, uh, the basic conditions of employment act, really only says the employer must uh, m- must give uh, the the parent uh, leave maternity leave for four months. ESCOM is giving you a fully funded five months and pays thirty percent on the on the six months. And and that is what, just only one of the of the measures that can be readjusted in order to release funds, because the reality of the matter is 
without the cash bailout, ESCOM is not a going uh, concern really. And as as you know, it has been reporting losses north of 20 billion rand, including the guidance that it has given this year that it will report a loss of more than 20 billion rand for the financial year ended March 2021. So we we, we are asking uh, the, the the workers uh, to come to the party by by, by uh, working with, with with management in order to find efficiencies to pay for the wage increase. The unions are arguing that one of the biggest problem ESCOM has now is that the costs of functioning have been increasing quite rapidly, that you're paying more for coal, you're investing heavily in expensive IPP contracts, and that's part of why you are actually unable um, to deliver on a salary wage bill that in comparison to your other costs is not that high. Let, let the, the easiest to start with getting is the IPPs. That is run by the IPP office in the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. That's where the policy is made and that's where the procurement is made. And then ESCOM uh, takes the power in terms of those agreements. So the, 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 any concerns there really should be directed at, 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 the, at the procurement policies uh, where the, 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 the power is procured. In terms of coal, it is absolutely true that uh, everywhere uh, in ESCOM's operations, uh, costs can be cut, there, there can be ways, uh, to, uh, ways found to reduce costs. That is why ESCOM has initiated these investigations to look into the procurement practices and processes and, and where there is any reasonable suspicion of corruption because a lot of the, of the problems that we have are a result of corruption. Uh, it, it, it takes those uh, to, uh, and, and reviews and sets them aside. So we, we have been, uh, we are making progress with those investigations, working hand in hand with the Special Investigations Unit to reduce uh, corruption uh, inside ESCOM, inside the procurement process itself. And that on its own will have the effect of releasing funds. However, that is easier said than, uh, uh, than, than done. It's not like it will be able to help today with the with the cash constraint. Let's leave it there for this morning. Sikonati Manjanja is ESCOM's spokesperson. So uh, there you have it then in terms of the wage negotiations. Do you believe that workers at ESCOM are being made to pay for what has been misspending and mismanagement and looting of monies there that, you know, took place at an executive level? And we are continuing to see the exposés of just how money was looted out of ESCOM. And this was on the various projects that um, it was supposed to be working on, including the Kusile power plant, which are still not yet complete today. So.